the Commander's Declassified Podcast. If you have made it this far, subscribe. Spit knowledge tonight. Giving out a good Twitter handle. The Commander's Declassified Podcast. We've got a we've got a big show. Just want to see a good game played by our guys. You know, the win and uh, Commanders will win two hundred and sixty-four to nothing. The Commanders Declassified Podcast. Washington Commanders fans, welcome back to the Commanders Declassified Podcast, home of your four and four Washington Commanders. You heard the math. We are back to 500 and on the road to recovery of our season. Man, I want to say, man, what an interesting game today. We'll talk about it a lot. But first, let me say what's up to my peeps. Happy Halloween Eve, Eric. What's going on? Oh, man, good win today, I suppose, if if not a little uninspiring, but I'll take it back at 500. It gives me a little something to, to enjoy. For, I can enjoy for a few more weeks here. So glad to be here. Glad to be back at 500. Let's build from this. It's a dub. Hey, Brian, how you feeling and how you feeling about the win today? I am relieved. We've got a win. We are at 500 and uh, we can now start to uh, lay the groundwork for the rest of our season. Right. We're back on even footing. And uh, no, this is a good thing. We're at 500. We have everything still ahead of us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to work in reverse order here. Eric, give me your player of the game today. Who would you say? Uh, <clears throat> well, as much as you guys are going to hate it, I'm going to go with number four, Taylor Heineke. Um, he, I mean, got it done in the end. He completed. He made some big throws on that last drive. It was a little bit of an – he got bailed out by Terry on that deep ball. But, I mean, look, he made a big throw on fourth down. He had a big throw to Rodgers. Uh, he got it. He, you know, he did what he had to do. He escaped. He moved down the field. He bought time with his legs. He did what he had to do to get the to get it done. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you you put the ball up and you let your players make a play, and that's what he did to Terry. And I'm actually kind of upset they didn't review that because I thought Terry scored on that play. Uh, he looked like he got over the line when he was twisting before he hit the ground, but I'm not going to worry about it because we scored the next play and ended up winning the game. But uh, look, I, I, Terry McLaurin was great, so uh, he's he's my my one B. But I'm going to give it to Taylor Heineke because quarterback always gets the credit. <laughs> Chicks love the quarterback. Hey Brian, who's mm. your uh, game? Wait, ball what? <laughs> I don't well, know how to take ball, that. Game ball has to go to the guy on my background right here, and that's Terry McLaurin. Um, for most of the day, we weren't able to do a whole lot. We we had some uh, chunk yards here and there throughout the day. But whenever everything kind of looked down, Taylor threw one up, and I mean threw one up prayer style to Terry McLaurin, and he came down with it, and he made a play. Uh, I mean, just that last catch there to wrestle it away from Stephon Gilmore, and that's somebody who we talked about on the um, on the preview pod. Uh, we would have to pay attention to Stephon Gilmore, and he was right there uh, to take that ball away. And Terry said, no, not today. I got this one. And, uh, you know, when you feed Terry McLaurin six catches, 113 yards, good things happen. Like, we've got to keep doing that. If we keep doing that, the offense will continue to move. Yeah. Terry was an absolute monster. He has been for the last two weeks. If there's nothing else you can say about Taylor Heineke, it's that he gets your highest paid wide receiver the football. Yeah. He gets your best offensive weapon outside of Antonio Gibson, the football on a consistent basis. And that is critically important. Me, my game ball, I'm going Jamin Davis. He had a huge, and I mean a huge stop uh, at the goal line. Jonathan Taylor gets the ball. 
Jamin Davis is there practically when the handoff occurs, knocks him down, stops him short. He made several huge plays today. I'm going Jamin Davis because if they score that touchdown, we're probably not here talking about a win today. So, Jamin, well, you get your credit. What do you got, Eric? I would uh, one-up you there. I'll say Cam Curl because he made the stop on the one-yard line that allowed Jamin to make that play. He did. He did. That looked like that looked like a touchdown. That was a that great was stop a, by Cam Curl to play before. Big time I, love, I love how the announcers called out Michael Pittman on that play because he got greedy. He tried to dive inside, and he could have just kept stringing that run along and would have walked in the end zone. But give Cam Curl credit. He made a play when there was a play to be made, and he took him down as well. You are absolutely right. So give Cam Curl some love. Shout out to Lorenzo Alexander. He hit us on Twitter and said that Cam Curl was his favorite player uh, on the team right now. So, and, and look at him stepping up big today. All right, let's talk about where this game was won. Eric, if I said to you, where was this game won today, you would say what? Um, on the Indianapolis sideline. Uh, well, no, I won't even say that. We benefited. This game should have been a blowout. We couldn't get out of our own way in the second half. Um, this game was won by individual playmakers making plays. Terry McLaurin, uh, uh, Curtis Samuel, Taylor Heineke stepping up. Armani Rogers making a big catch uh, on a crossing route in the in the fourth quarter. This game was won by the players. The coaches did the players no favors today, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So 100%, this game was won by the players. And thankfully, Sam Ellinger was unable to out Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke today. <laughs> it was crazy watching those two on the field at the same time. It was like, God, I, I, I feel like I'm it was like that Spider-Man meme where he's pointing. <laughs> yeah. you know. Exactly, man. Exactly. But we got the better of it today. Brian, where do you think the game was won? Yeah, no, I think Eric has a, a good point there. There was a lot of individual efforts uh, that really kind of pushed us over the top. Uh, Antonio Gibson in the past game, Curtis Samuel in the past game, of course, Terry in the past game. Uh, Jamin had some nice run stops, though he did give up that big pass play that got them down to uh, the goal line for him to make that uh, tackle. That was down. a ridiculous catch, though. Like, that wasn't just poor coverage by Jamin. That was a dime and a great catch. There's, he was in the worst position. Responsibilities. You got two responsibilities. Sometimes it's a perfect throw. There's nothing you can do. The, he wasn't in that bad. He wasn't. He, I mean, com <laughs> compare his coverage today to what he looked like against Jacksonville, and he's on, like a man. million times better. Come on, man. I don't think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was he's just an, sometimes somebody just makes a great individual play, and Naeem Hines made a brilliant catch, and that was a really nice throw. Jamin wasn't in that bad a position. He's doing good. Film, film, uh, film hounds back me up on this or, or prove me wrong if you watch film. <laughs> it didn't look bad. It didn't look like he yeah. got torched or anything like that. That was just a great no. catch by Hines. Agree. The, uh, I think another guy is uh, Jonathan Allen. He had like nine total tackles today, a bunch of yeah. tackles for loss. Like he was dominant. He abused Quentin Nelson, who is a pro bowler, been all pro, like one of the guys that people talk about as one of the better guards in football. And Jonathan Allen had his way with him for most of the day. Uh, he was dominant on the defensive line. So a lot of individual performances. I don't think the game plans uh, were, were great. I think on both sides of the ball, they were very uh, vanilla, and that goes for the Colts too. They weren't really trying to do anything. Why they uh, did not give Jonathan Taylor more touches, I don't know. I know he uh, he had a, like a little bit of an ankle, but I would have uh, kept running him until the ankle fell off because uh, he uh, he's explosive and uh, he he could have certainly uh, helped them. But uh, today was uh, all about individual performances. A lot of players stepped up. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you both where the game was won. 
the Colts not being able to control their turnovers. They had some ridiculous turnovers that if either of them didn't happen, this is a whole different game. Uh, that uh, that Ellinger fumble, uh, what was it? They were driving to score, and he fumbled on that little uh, sack play there. Uh, the Jonathan Taylor's fumble, my goodness, what are you doing? They had so much momentum on that play, yeah. and he's just trying to do too much. Well, that was that- by uh, Derek Forrest. He put his helmet right where the football was, and boom, that ball popped right out. So that was that was more of a good play by uh, Forrest. Yeah. And, uh, and Taylor Derek- helped him out by putting the ball right here for, <laughs> right here for him to knock out. <laughs> he right. did like you're supposed to ball. stiff arm with the arm that's not holding the ball. It was, man, such an unnecessary yeah. play. I yeah. like the fact that our defense got turnovers. I still want to see turnovers in the passing game from our defense going forward. But Look, the defense is playing so much more soundly at this point. You mentioned John Allen. He had a great game. Deron Payne had a great game. He had a sack. He had a tackle for loss. He was pressuring the quarterback. He was making plays. I love to see that from both of our interior tackles. Uh, now we got to see some more out of our ends. But uh, all around, our defense was pretty solid, especially uh, due to the fact that we're missing Cole Holcomb, who's one of our leading tacklers. Uh, you know, we didn't seem to miss a beat on defense this week, so – I like well. Let me take that back because that deep passing game was a little bit of a concern. Um, I don't know what happened in our secondary. Maybe it was miscommunication or something. But the Colts identified a weakness, and that's a deep passing attack, and they exploited that for the better part of two quarters. Um, thank goodness they didn't do it more. Let's talk about that fourth down call from Ron Rivera to go for it on fourth and one, and we, that we ultimately did not get. Uh, Eric, what were your thoughts on that call initially? I read, I saw what was coming before they ran it, and I'm just an idiot sitting on my couch. It was the most like vanilla run play that you could possibly run. And if you're going to do that, then why are you, why do you have, why are you in what you're in like, was it 12 personnel? I don't know. You had two, you had two guys, you had three guys that split out and you had a tight end off the ball on the other side away from the run. I don't know. And then you run it to the left with, you know, minimal blockers. I don't know what you're doing. It was not a, I, I hate that play call. I hate Scott Turner's play calling in general. He was atrocious today um, for pretty much three quarters. It really seemed like they just got – they scored that touchdown and decided to just, like, sit on it and, and run the ball. They just kind of stopped really trying to advance the ball on offense. It was embarrassing um, that we – I mean, we should have been up 21 points going into, going into the fourth quarter, and we just weren't because couldn't – get out of our own way and that fourth down call was like a microcosm of the entire of his whole game play calling just a just a bad in general play call um really didn't have a chance you could see this the Colts were stacked on the you know on the line of scrimmage they were expecting run even though we had a couple of guys out wide there was like no kind of misdirection no play action it was just hey I'm gonna hand the ball to Brian Robinson and let him figure it out and well it didn't work out too well Colts played it perfectly the linebackers were good all day for the Colts uh, in that play, they just destroyed us. Yeah, what I hated most about that call was sending that tight end in motion to set right. up the lead block, which drew the defensive eyes right to where you were going to run the ball to. Why on earth would you give them that type of key on a fourth and one run play? They don't know where you're going. You have heavy to the left, your, your strong side left. You, but then you show them that you're going to run right with the lead block coming in motion. What kind of nonsense was that? That was just a brutally bad call. Brian, give me your thoughts on it. Uh, I mean, it, it's more of the same from Scott Turner. Like, uh, just like Eric said, we all were at home and we knew what was coming. And clearly the Colts knew because their entire defensive line and all their linebackers were in that gap waiting. 
and uh, it got nowhere. So um, the the run game for the commanders is just not very creative. It is shotgun handoff, uh, left, right, up the middle. Um, Occasionally we'll go out of a pistol, uh, maybe occasionally under center we, we, we may run it, but that's just about it. There's no creativity there. And, uh, you know, the defense knows it. That's why a lot of those runs that we have up the middle go for 2.4 yards, um, you know, three yards, those types of things, because they just don't know. And also, too, we're on our backup center, right? Like uh, interior wise, we don't have the best talent. So maybe if uh, we don't have uh, the best talent, um, you know, at the center position and the guard position, maybe we should try running off tackle. Maybe McKissick or Gibson off tackle, um, you know, where they can use their speed and maybe not rely so much on the blocking uh, could help us. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep doing that. So expect to see it more uh, throughout the season because Scott Turner's not giving it up. Scott Turner hates running backs. Um, he's very creative when he's handing the ball to Curtis Samuel. Have you noticed that? Curtis yeah. Samuel gets the ball all over the place on runs. But he, yeah. when he's handing to a running back, it's just you're either handing it to him out of the shotgun or you're, you know, you're just – you're under center. He's seven yards behind you, and he's going and he's going between the guard and the tackle every single time. But he loves to run it to Curtis Samuel. I mean, I just think Scott Turner has a general dislike for the running game, and it shows in his play design when he calls runs. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's take a look at the box score here. Uh, all right. Let's start with the quarterback because I want to get your assessment on performance, Eric. I'm going to ask you to assess both quarterbacks. Taylor Heineke was 23 of 31, 279 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Ellinger was 17 of 23, 201 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Give me your thoughts on each, please. Yeah, actually, Ellinger, Ellinger looked more like the vet today for the most part. Like he was much more efficient in the passing game. And I thought that the Colts did a really good job protecting him by moving the pocket and using taking advantage of his mobility. Um, he didn't have when he had to, he scrambled well, but for the most part, he really didn't have to scramble. He did a good job of stepping up in the pocket. Uh, and and getting to and getting through his progressions, and you see it by the numbers. He was seventeen of twenty three. That's that's pretty good for your first NFL start. On the other hand, Taylor Heineke, he was typical Taylor Heineke. He had the one awful, awful, awful interception. He's usually go, good for one or two of those terrible throws per game. Um, you saw that he is a uh, he's just the kind of player that waits for the big moment, and that's kind of a blessing and a curse because. You know, you could avoid the big moment if you just play efficiently throughout the game, which he struggles to do. But then, you know, he has these hero moments like it did at the end. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's he's a again, I think he's a very good backup and he's a low end starter in the league. And I think he continues to show that every week this week. He was good enough to get it done uh, in the end. But again, had you, you know, played a little better leading up to that, you probably wouldn't have had to pull it out in the end. Um, So, you know, he's kind of his own worst enemy in that respect. But hey, he got the win done, and he's my player of the game. So, uh, good job, Taylor. Absolutely, Taylor for an MVP. <laughs> I was going to say very well set up until that point, but uh, <laughs> Brian, I, I'm <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about the run game real quick. So, Washington had a lot of ball carriers uh, this week. We had Taylor Heineke six carries, 29 yards, a touchdown. Curtis Samuel four carries, 29 yards. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. eight carries, 20 yards. Antonio Gibson seven carries, 19 yards. J.D. McKissick, two carries, six yards. Taylor, uh, excuse me, uh, Terry McLaurin, one carry, negative seven yards. What did you think about the commander's run game as a whole this week? So it was a very different approach than the last two weeks, right? The last two weeks we kind of saw Brian Robinson just take the up-the-middle stuff, Gibson kind of hitting those edges, um, getting some of those uh, bigger plays there. 
This week, um, you know, we we basically saw everybody kind of do the exact same thing, right? Uh, Gibson ran it more up the middle, not a, a lot of success. A couple of carries for Brian Robinson up the middle, not a lot of success. We didn't really try to attack the edges. I think uh, we ran a, uh, a sweep with Gibson um, to start the game that didn't go anywhere, and then uh, we didn't kind of do it again. Um, uh, you know, I think, you know, we, we, we've got to do a better job of utilizing, uh, you know, the, the talent we have at running back. Gibson is quick in space. He's great uh, off the edges. I mean, uh, in those past two games when he was kind of doing more of the tosses, running off tackle, I mean, he was picking up chunks of yards. Uh, him running up the middle, I mean, that's not what we want to see. Let Brian Robinson get the 2.4 yards of carry up the middle and uh, soften the, the defense and then let him attack and then let him be in the pass game like he was today because he was awesome in the past game. But uh, uh, I, I think they need to kind of focus where our talent is and do a better job uh, of it because uh, today's running game was not very good. It was not good at all. Um, the Colts defense is good, though, right? The uh, DeForest Buckner, um, uh, Okirky, uh the linebacker, Franklin, the linebacker, uh, Leonard uh, made some big plays, even though he didn't have that many snaps today. Um, they're a very active bunch, and they uh, they were all over the field. So uh, I, I think we, we've got to be a little bit smarter and a little bit more diverse in how we uh, deploy our talent. Uh, and we can't just kind of jam everybody up the middle and expect uh, big things. Yeah, I was so confused who Shaq Leonard was, by the way. I thank God <laughs> the announcer Claire, he's like, oh no, Darius Leonard just changed his name. I'm like, oh my God, who is yeah. Shaq Leonard? I he's a no beast. Clue. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I thought that in, in terms of the Colts, Jonathan Taylor had 16 carries, 76 yards. He did have the fumble. I thought he looked better than he has for most of the season. He definitely didn't look anything close to what he looked like last year. Uh, but that run game by the Colts suffers from a similar issue to what our run game does in terms of the coordinating that's going on. Uh, at least this season. Paris Campbell is electric. Holy crap. Thank God they didn't get him the ball more. He had one carry for 28 yards. Naeem Hines had five carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. He looked great near the goal line. Ellinger had six carries for 15 yards. He had a couple of really big runs that were called back by holding penalties. Thank goodness for that. And uh, so as a whole, I thought the Colts were relatively effective running the football, but could have been much more effective had it not been for penalties. And I think really a bad job by the offensive coordinator to keep that going. Eric, your favorite position, your favorite player, the wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, let them all six catches, 113 yards, long of 42. Antonio Gibson, seven catches, 58 yards and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel, three catches, 50 yards. Cam Sims with his usual one catch for 21 yards. J.D. McKissick, three catch, 14 yards. They spread the ball all around. What do you think about the uh, commander's passing game today, the receivers? Yeah, I mean, it was good when they needed it to be. Again, it's, you know, he Scott Turner tends to get a little um, uh, conservative when they have – I don't know if it's, a, if it's a Scott Turner thing or if it's a Ron Rivera thing, but they tend to just get conservative when they get a lead and they don't want to expand on it. So that's why they hit those lulls like they hit in, you know, the second and third quarters when they just played really boring football. Um, but when they had to do it, they did it. And Terry McLaurin is homecoming. I mean, that's that little crosser that he caught in the first quarter – like you don't always think about because a lot of times he makes those contested catches and that's kind of what he's starting to become really known for in the NFL. But man, he has got some jets. Like you don't really, you know, you, you know, you see the four, three, five, forty, or whatever, but you don't think about it. And then you see him just turn it on yeah. on that crosser. And he was smoking on that run. Um, and of course the huge catch at the end, that's the second week in a row. He's embarrassed a top-notch cornerback um, with just like a filthy catch. Uh, so, you know, I look for more of that from Terry. He's, he's, 
You know, there's a reason they paid him that money. He's living up to the hype this year, and, and, and Heineke's doing a much better job than Carson Wentz of feeding him. Uh, so I say we keep that going. Um, regardless of who the quarterback is, that's the guy you got to get it to. And uh, shout out to Antonio Gibson. He's going to lead me to a victory over Ellie in fantasy this week, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> those 21 points or whatever really helped me out. Um, holding on for dear life going into Monday night. But thank you very much for your for your effort there, Antonio. Eric, you you just mentioned the uh, those crossers for um, uh, for get uh, for uh, McLaurin. Like, why does Scott Turner not just uh, wear those crossers out? I would give Terry McLaurin like four or five of those, uh, you know, each quarter. Like, I just keep doing it till the defense proves they can stop it. I think Scott Turner really gets so excited about all the plays that he's drawn up that he just has to get them all in, so he doesn't stick with what works. I can't think of any other explanation because like those little wheel routes to Gibson yeah. in the first half were, were killing them. Yeah, and then we just, we just it. stopped doing it. And it's, I, I really think that he's just like so creative with his play design that he just wants to show everybody how awesome his, you know, I think it's, I, I really think it's like a little bit of an ego thing with him where he just has to show everything that he has drawn up and he's got the genius complex and it's, it's hampering him because I think his play calling is terrible he he definitely draws up like that crosser to, to McLaurin. The the way that he drew up the route was great. Yeah. Like the little he kind of just looked like he was running a little hitch, just hung out for a second and took it. was a great, you know, play design. But it's just like Scott's like, all right, we ran that one. Let's let's run my next brilliant play. And <laughs> yeah. I, I see that week in and week out. And it's frustrating that he just is, you know, he doesn't want to stick with what works. So yeah, I would love to see more of that too, but I'm I'm not holding my breath for it. Yeah. Uh, the Indianapolis receivers, uh, Alec Pierce had three catches for 65 yards. He looked really effective down the field. They didn't complete a lot to him. They probably should have. Michael Pittman, seven catches, 53 yards. He made the boneheaded play near the goal line where he tried to sneak into the end zone instead of extending that, that run. And then he had that critical drop late on that last mm -hmm. drive that they had that was looking like that was going to turn into a huge play. And uh, you know he, he really let the team down. Uh, today, he, he had, even though he had seven catches on nine targets, Paris Campbell two catches, forty three yards. I have no idea what is wrong with the Indianapolis Colts and why they are not targeting him more. The kid was just making plays anytime the ball got in his hands, and they only targeted him twice. Naeem Hines two catches, twenty nine yards. You know what he does. Uh, look, they have some weapons. They have no clue how to use those weapons, and especially not with Sam Eilinger uh, as a quarterback. So I'm not going to complain about it. But, yeah. man, that could have been a different outcome if they had some idea about how to use the talent on their team. And the funny thing is, coming into this game, you know who the Colts reminded me of? Us. And they have the same mm -hmm. problems. They do the same goofy things. They make the same mistakes in terms of talent management and, and roster usage. It's just such a goofy, goofy, goofy thing. All right. Enough with the stats. Box scores. Give me your final thoughts, fellas. Eric, give me your final thought on the game today. Um, not so much on the game today, but the win streak in general, um, not to be a negative Nancy, but that's how I rolls. This is the most uninspiring three game win streak I've seen in a long time. Um, you know, wins are wins and I take it, but I mean, I just, I still don't see this team as any kind of a threat. I think this is just kind of the, what we all expected of like the team goes on a nice little run in the middle of the season on their way to seven wins. And I think that's what we're looking at right now. I hope I'm wrong, but it, you know, based on the past three weeks, uh, I just don't think that this team is, you know, 
this team is its record, and I think it's going to be its record for the rest of the year. And I think we're going to be hovering around 500. I still think this we look like a seven win team. We're going to play a few, some better opponents later on this year, uh, starting this week. And um, I hope we can continue it, but I'm not super excited about the way that we've won these games uh, and what that looks like for us moving forward. So please prove me wrong. I'll take it. Brian, what are your final thoughts on the game? Uh, my final thoughts is we get to have a victory Monday again. Um, that's awesome. That's great because uh, we don't get too many victory Mondays around here. So uh, that is a good thing. We don't have to worry about a loss hanging over our heads. But I will say this. Um, you know, there's a there's a if anybody's ever seen The Dark Knight Rises, right? I think Bane says to Batman, victory has defeated you, right? Uh, we can't let this uh this win, you know, kind of defeat us that we've got it all figured out. We do have to do better. We've got to clean up some of these mistakes. We do need to uh be better on offense and defense and with our coaching decisions. Um, at the end of the first half, I don't know what that was. Um, if we were trying to score points or just run out the clock, like our two-minute offense, our no huddle offense. I just don't see it there. Like we need to get better at these things because if we think that we're going to play a Sam Ellinger every week uh, moving forward, we're not. We're going to play some teams who are really, really good, and we need to be prepared because uh, as we go along, these teams get better. So uh, we, we've got to learn from it. It's awesome. Great win, and uh, we've got to get better for next week. Brian, I got a question for you, man. Uh, what was the better movie, The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises? That's not even a what? Yeah, it's it's. it's Are you it's asking? The, yeah, it's rises. What? Right? No, the right, one with yeah. Bane. <laughs> this, this, uh, is, this is telling me a lot about you. This, wait, 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 wait. The one with the, the Dark Knight like, is the one with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Fine. Like the no, best no. superhero movie ever made. Yeah, I'll go with that I, one. I'll go with that one. Okay. That's, I mean, don't yeah, let me sway your right. opinion or anything, but I mean, I just hate to see you be that wrong on the internet where everybody's watching. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll take that one. Number one, that's good. But I don't. I, I was making sure. I, I just wanted to know, man. I wanted to know. It's I'm all. Not a fan it, of the new one. I'm not a fan we, of the new one. Yeah, yeah. We're really? on the same page. Oh, I okay. love the new one. I didn't like the new one either. No, I didn't like. I know you loved it, Eric. You told us. I did. I loved it. I thought it was great. Loved it. I thought it was. eh, It was a little too dark. Like it was intentionally dark. Anyway, Commanders. uh, My final thoughts. (laughs) My final thoughts. Uh, You know what? It's a good win, and I I put this out on social media, and I'm actually going to read this tweet as soon as I find it. However, you can find us all on social media. Eric is at e t r o d four two. Brian is at Mister Who two O's one. Uh, and I am at Declassified WFT. My tweet is my final thought today. And look, the reality is this game checked all of the boxes. It proved why you need a long-term starter at quarterback. It proved why fans love Taylor Heineke so much. It showed how our defense is making big plays and strides. And the game plan featured Antonio Gibson. It's hard, it's hard to argue with what happened today because it was a win. Are there opportunities? Absolutely. But we will take every dub we can get. That's it. That's all. Folks, if you have made it this far, please subscribe. Tell your friends to tell some friends. Click that subscribe button on YouTube if you're watching us. If you're listening to us and you're already subscribed, we appreciate you. Thank you for riding with us this long. And keep on riding with us. Your Commander's Declassified Podcast, fellas, out of here.